0: Today on Pilgrim Radio's His People, Ryan Brown on the many countries where Christians are persecuted or discriminated against.
1: There in North Korea, you know, this is a place where, um, you know, even being in possession of a Bible, um, you know, it is certainly a life imprisonment and and honestly the equivalent of a death sentence in and of itself, being sent to to labor camps and, and those types of things. And that's not just for the individual in possession, that can be for the entire family.
0: Ryan Brown, next. It's difficult to imagine being persecuted or even discriminated against due to our Christian faith, considering the freedoms we enjoy here in the U.S. But life is very difficult for believers in many of the world's countries, as you'll hear today. My guest is Ryan Brown, CEO of Open Doors U.S. He's with us to discuss their 2024 World Watch List. Ryan, what is the World Watch List?
1: This is a list that's put out uh We at Open Doors put this out every year, typically in January, and it focuses on the 50 countries around the world where Christians are most persecuted and discriminated for their their faith. Um, This is... um, The 31st year that this report has has been in existence and looks at a variety of factors, things ranging from uh, what you could call the the public life sphere as far as the the posture of governments and things like that, and and comes down to to, uh, even the the very personal within the home and and what what that looks like. Um, You know, built off the the network of of relationships that have been established and built and uh, you know, continue to expand over the last nearly seventy years of our, our ministry around the globe.
0: Well, what is the reason uh, for uh, bringing this information to our attention?
1: Big thing is, you know, the, the scripture makes it abundantly clear that we are one body. Um, that uh, though we're, we're separated by geography and, and at times, you know, even uh, the, the realities of, of the, the worlds that, that we, we face and, and the experiences that we have, uh, Christ has very much said that we are one body. And, uh, you know, in Corinthians, Paul writes that, you know, when one part of the body suffers, we all suffer uh, with it. Um, and so, you know, one of the primary reasons is, is to raise awareness. And the reason that we are looking to, to raise awareness is to uh, really invite. Uh, those of us who are able to to worship freely, those of us um, who do not uh, face the same type of persecution or discrimination for our faith, uh, really to invite us into prayer, uh, to be able to to, uh, educate us, to be able to um, illuminate the ways that we could be lifting up our brothers and sisters in prayer.
0: And in, you use the words uh, persecuted and discriminated. Obviously, they're they're different. Uh, c- can you kind of break that out for us and help us to understand what you mean?
1: Yeah. So with, with persecution, and there, in some contexts, there are some very specific uh, definitions. You know, with um, you know uh, different bodies as far as what persecution specifically accounts for. In general terms, uh, you know, that, that's going to be you know. Th- the situations where there's this this active opposition, uh, sometimes that that can be violence. Other times, it can be laws that are set up or, or things along those lines um, that are um, more direct in um, you know how they they impact individuals. There are also you know uh, these realities that, that at times there can be you know what we would just label more so that that just. Dis- idea of discrimination um, where uh, Christians are impacted by um, you know the, the world beliefs or uh, worldview beliefs rather or um, you know even even laws that are set up but they have not necessarily been specifically targeted but yet it creates hardship uh, for example um, you take an individual let's say in a particular country that um, you know makes it very very um, you know difficult to to access educational opportunities. Um, you know, that is a, a situation where that person may not have been specifically, uh, intentionally persecuted, but yet uh, the the realities and the systems that are set up in that have, uh, they faced discrimination.
0: And, and when you talk about uh, Christians, you, you, would that be kind of the, the, the broad spectrum, Protestant, Catholic, evangelical, anything on that? Yeah, people those, would...
1: those correct, uh, evangelical, uh, Catholic, those that, those that looked uh, and say that they are followers of Jesus Christ.
0: Okay. And is there a region in the world at the moment, and I, of course I want to ask you about specific countries, where, for example, and I know you break it out in different ways, there's violence against Christians, there's, there's different levels of, of persecution or attacks against Christian homes and Christian churches, but what, what about just violence against Christians where it's most intense at this time?
1: Yeah, certainly uh, Sub-Saharan Africa um, is where we continue to see uh, increasing levels of that violence. And um, you know, I think you can take a look at uh, a, com- a country like Nigeria, um, which in many ways has you know, been an epicenter of, of much of the violence. In fact, uh, more Christians were persecuted or martyred rather uh, for their in specifically martyred uh, for their faith uh, in Nigeria than, than all other places in the globe combined so uh, you know those those violence statistics unfortunately continue to, to um, continue to mount
0: well it, in terms of that violence what is the reason for it toward toward Christians say in Nigeria for example
1: yeah and you know it in some cases it's not necessarily a singular, um, cause, but actually uh, really kind of a tapestry, if you will, oh. of, of different things that, that are coming together. Uh, in many of these cases, you will see that uh, they're already you know, considered fragile state contexts. Uh, you know, These are, are situations where the rule of law is not necessarily strong or prevalent throughout the country. Um, and in those countries, uh, you know, pers- um, Christians can often um, be easy targets for those that are looking to, to create and, and add to the instability in a region. Uh, uh, many individuals are often able to, uh, you know, um, act out, lash out um, against Christians um, in ways um, that they are not held accountable for um, and able to um, you know, freely operate in that area. One of the other factors is certainly um you know, the, the rise in, uh, the continued rise, I should say, in, you know, the, the Islamic extremist uh, um, positions in, in these countries and really seeing Christianity as, as a threat to Islamic
0: rule. You say where this is most prominent right now is sub-Saharan Africa. What, what uh, maybe, maybe there's too many countries to name, but roughly what uh, area are we talking about?
1: It's an expansive area and honestly covers uh, a, a good portion of the country, you know, certainly uh, those countries in, in uh, both East, East and West Africa, uh, but really all of those, those areas that, that, that fall below kind of that, that northern area of, of the African continent.
0: Well, I'm talking with uh, Ryan Brown. He is CEO of Open Doors U.S. We're talking about the countries where it's most difficult for Christians, for followers of Jesus to live. He's discussing everything from persecution to different kinds of discrimination, and uh, as we'll be looking at even um, violence against uh, individual Christians, violence against their homes, against places of worship, and and so on. It, it's it's hard for us to wrap our minds around it, I think, Ryan, but, but I think you, you, world the World Watch list says that there were – A certain number of thousands of christians that were martyred specifically killed specifically for their faith uh over the past year
1: yeah that that number was was 4998 christians that were were martyred for their faith and again the majority of those um specifically within in nigeria uh but you also see and um you know that interestingly that number actually decreased slightly from uh, the, the 2022 mm-hmm. numbers, but we did see incredible uh, increases in other areas and other ways that that violence was was manifest um, throughout the world. So, you know, for example, if you take a look at the, the number of attacks that took place on you know churches or or Christian schools or, or hospitals that are run by Christian. If you take a look at the the uh, two thousand twenty three world watch list, there were two thousand one hundred and ten reported cases of that. This last year on um, you know so on, on this year's current list, that number increased to fourteen thousand seven hundred and sixty six. Um, when you take a look at you know that the number of Christians that were, were Again, yeah, these are reported uh, beatings or or had received those those threats of physical violence. Uh, and again, th- these are just what is reported. We know that the numbers are, are much higher than this. But you know, in uh, last year's report, that was at twenty nine thousand four hundred eleven. Uh, this year was up to forty two thousand eight hundred and forty nine. Um, you know, I think the uh, you know again one of the staggering numbers. If you take a look at you know the number of Christian homes that were attacked, uh, it was a three hundred and seventy-one percent increase from year over year. Uh, last year was at you know four thousand five hundred. This year to over twenty-one thousand. So that that violence. Um, has exponentially increased, but as well as, you know, the, the, the ways in which it has manifest, again, you know, attacks on place of business, attacks on homes, attacks on place of worship, um, has continued to broaden.
0: Well, and of course, that kind of persecution is is different than uh, martyrdom or different than physical beatings. I mean, it could all it certainly coexist in the same country, but you have lists of these different kinds of persecutions, and the lists are actually, the countries are very different. In other words, where churches are attacked or closed most often, I think heading that list... Is China?
1: China um, saw some, uh, yes, a vast number of of churches that were closed. And, um, you know, some of this is. Uh, you know been a, a ripple effect of, of some of the, the COVID realities and, and things along those lines um, where the state uh, you know, took opportunity, especially for uh, you know, some of those house churches that had increased in size to really clamp down on those and, and uh, force many of those, those churches to dissipate or, or to find smaller gatherings.
0: Well, when you talk about uh, your, your World Watch list and the countries where it's hardest – 50, first of all – but you know, you've, mm-hmm. got the, you've got the top ten, and two of them just entered uh, two more countries where it's hardest to follow Jesus. What does that mean? I mean, that, is that where it's the most comprehensively difficult with all of these factors combined, North Korea topping that list?
1: Correct. Yeah. No, it it takes all of those those factors together and and combines them. Again, those those things from the very public Um, and then also looking at different uh, measurements on violence. There are many of these uh, countries where, um, as you take a look at the numbers, they have, you know, hit the maximum numbers that they can hit as far as the violent statistics that, um, you know, they they they've topped out the scale so to speak, um, but then on the other end of the spectrum again, there are those um, you know measurements that are, are very much looking at you know the 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 personal life within families and and within you know at what levels do individuals face persecution or ostracization from their families uh, for decisions to follow Christ um, that as you know can. Um, you will know, just be uh, very, very, very difficult, uh, especially in, in some of the, these situations where um, there are not necessarily... Uh, ample opportunities for livelihoods or or things along those lines uh, to, in in essence, be kicked out of your family because of of a professed faith in Christ, um, that can truly be devastating.
0: Well, the top uh, 13 where it's hardest to follow Jesus, uh, taken from the World Watch List, North Korea, Somalia, Libya, Eritrea, Yemen, Nigeria, Pakistan, Sudan, Iran, Afghanistan, India, Saudi Arabia and Syria. What do these countries, uh, if there is possibly a common thread or threads that run through all of them that uh, tend to incline them to be hostile toward the Christians that live there?
1: Yeah, th- there are um, some common threads, and um, you know we do see. If you take a look at, at, at some of those threads, I say a very prevalent one would be that that idea of the the Islamic oppression. Um, again, uh, those countries in which um, Islamic extremists are, are seeking to stamp out the church. Um, you know, there are. If you take a look at the the fifty, uh, that's going to be a factor in probably about thirty of the or so of the countries. Um, uh, represented on that list. Uh, you know another very common uh, characteristic is is just this this idea of the um, you know that that dictatorial or that that one party rule, that authoritarian regime. Uh, that as well continues to be, um, you know, in increasing. This these are countries like North Korea, um, where you know that the, uh, the desire for those political little leaders to hold control, um, you know, that that control is so tightly held that you know Christianity um, and those who profess a faith in Christ are often seen as enemies of the state, um, and you know that that act of following. Christ is, is seen as an act of sedition and therefore punishable. And so, you know, there's about 11 of the countries where, where that is a very prevalent theme. Um, you know, that we see. There's well, um, you know, this starts to, to see, you know, fewer countries represented, but again, threads where you you have kind of the, this idea of, you know, communist or, or even, you know, post-communist uh, type of, of realities that, that, that come into play there.
0: It, it is an amazing thing to contemplate that you have uh, your world watch list, 2024 world watch list with 50 uh, of the world's nations that most persecute believers, uh, and they all score what you call very high level of, of persecution. That that may seem hard to believe, and yet those aren't the only countries where th- that kind of persecution or discrimination exists. I mean, do you have any idea how many of the world's countries where it's uh, difficult on some level for Christians to, to live in?
1: Yeah, so, you yeah, know, we... <laughs> In essence, track all countries, um, you know, around the globe. But there, there are really about seventy or so where you know that that is is most closely followed. Where you know we, we really have to have some intentionality and, and diligence because uh, the realities in, in those settings, any one of them, uh, could potentially you know appear on next year's list. Um, and so um, you know while. You know, we, we certainly see the, these tides and, and tendencies you know stretch throughout the globe there are about 70 or so that we are very very actively uh, uh, engaged with in monitoring and, and tracking
0: well in terms of that monitoring that tracking people you know might be asking well how do we know these these figures are reliable I mean if it's so bad there how <laughs> how, how are people able to gather uh, information to this kind of accuracy
1: yeah and so uh, that's you know I think one of the things that uh, where you know hopefully this, this can be open doors gift to the church and and um you know the the presence that again uh, much of our presence in uh, throughout the globe is a covert presence um, you know, you're you're not going to see a, a you know an open doors Land Rover or, or those types of things. You know, uh, trekking across the, the cityscape or countrysides, um, You know, no no large buildings with uh, banners or or those types of things. Um, you know, it is through the, these networks of, of underground pastors and and churches and partners uh, right there on the ground, and so. Um, you know why we do utilize uh, many of re- different resources and things as we compile this data, and you'll see those uh, references cited throughout you know, the, the different country dossiers and things along those lines. There's uh, a critical mass of this data that is actually you know gathered from firsthand on the ground presence in in these various areas.
0: And you've been tracking uh, these countries for I think you said since 1993. Is that right? For about 30 so years? It's,
1: it's, yeah, we're in our 31st year of tracking. Yeah.
0: and And the numbers of countries that you're tracking now compared to... Uh, 93? I mean... To, it,
1: he, that That's a great question as far as, you know, it really had kind of uh, spurred out of more so just internal, uh, you know, internal organizational resources. You know, we, we looked to, to walk alongside the, the persecuted church, and again, it, it's, this information isn't easy to come by. You know, no country, uh, you know, posts this on their .gov website or, or things along those lines. You know, uh, these, these are, are the things that, that are often done in secret. Mm-hmm. Shadows and and so um, you know it, it's really you know we recognize that there needed to be an intentionality as far as you know how uh, we were um, you know making those determinations as far as where do we need to be presence where are the tides shifting where are where is persecution growing and so you know it was birthed out of that again that the net went very very wide um, and you know as you know, we utilize this research internally. We realized, well, gosh, there, there are a lot of other Christian ministries. There are a lot of other uh, churches. Uh, there's even, you know, different um, government parties that could find this information useful. And so uh, we began sharing that information.
0: And it has grown. Is that fair to say that this is a growing phenomenon, a growing problem?
1: Yeah, it, it has. I think that, you know, increasingly the, the um, you know, freedom of religious belief is is a a, a growing issue around the globe, and um, you know the persecution of Christians is uh, a, a very core and important piece of that. Um, you know, and that that is a, an area that I do think that this report is somewhat unique in the fact that you know while um, you know not uncommon to you know especially in, in cases you know, where there are authoritarian regimes and things along those lines, that there uh, can be other, uh, you know, faith groups and other, um, you know, groups that, that can, you know, be persecuted because of their faith. Mm-hmm. You know, th- this report really seems to, to to focus that lens specifically on Christians, um, you know, followers of, of Jesus Christ and, you know, th- um, the persecution that they experience and um, suffer because of that decision to follow him.
0: Well, and if people would like to to uh, take a look at that list, download it and the report that is that accompanies it, how can they get a copy?
1: Yeah, uh, opendoorsus.org. Uh, you'll see um, you know, on, on the front page there the carousel uh, right up top there links uh, to that page where you can download. You can uh, you'll certainly get a digital copy there. You can also, if you prefer to have a copy sent in the mail to you, um, You just provide your mailing information and we'll, we'll gladly get that out. Um, you know, you will also see in addition, not just within the report, but alongside that report as well, different types of prayer resources. Um, again, you know, our, our hope in this awareness is that it would drive action. And, you know, when when we talk with you know our persecuted brothers and sisters around the globe, and and you know as we come alongside to provide support and to assist, the number one thing that that they ask for are prayers. Um, you know it's. Uh, You know, honestly, it's humbling to me to to recognize that there are so many men and women that they're they're not asking, you know, that the persecution end. They're they're not asking that they be rescued out of the persecution. What they're asking for prayers for is that they would be faithful in their testimony and their representation of Jesus Christ and that they would be the hands and feet of Christ right there within the context uh, in which they they live, uh, even though that context is one that would seek to oppose them because of that that faith in Christ, uh, but yet they, you know, their prayer is that they would remain faithful in their testimony as followers of Jesus Christ, um, you know, and so that's what, you know, number one thing that that individuals ask for is that they they not be forgotten, they that they be remembered and prayed. So you will see a number of prayer resources as you go to the website and within the report itself as well.
0: It, we touched on it a bit earlier, but scripture in in one sense is kind of telling us that while here in the U.S. in in part of the Western world, uh, this kind of persecution is not terribly familiar to us. Uh, it, we know it through people like you, through things we read or see online and so forth. A- and yet, when you look at the Bible, you see in the book of Acts, the book of Revelation, and other places that it is certainly there. What, what can you tell us about Scripture, what it has to say regarding uh, Christians, regarding the kind of persecution or difficulty we might face in the world, the words of Jesus, whatever might come to mind?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think you, you're exactly right. I mean, you, when you take a look at the, the book of Revelations, I mean, I think that that, that provides such an, an interesting, uh, you know, breadth as, as he talks to the different churches there, and you see certain churches that are very much experiencing persecution um, um, and, you know, are, are in the midst and the throes of that, but you also see churches that, and, you know, i you know, one of the foundational verses that, that we often rally around is is in you know Revelation three, um, where you know the angel speaks to um, you know to, to wake up and strengthen what remains and is about to die, um, and that that's that's often a, a verse that we we look at in, in the context of, of of you know persecution to to strengthen what remains there. But you know what's so interesting is when you take a look at. You know, the church that he was speaking to was, was Sardis there, and that was not a church that was necessarily experiencing persecution. It was a church that was experiencing comfort, um, and, you know, we have we we see this dynamic that at times the enemy will try to stamp out the church through uh persecution, through fear, through intimidation. Other times he'll try to nullify the church through comfort. Um hmm. and you know, at e- either end of those extremes, you know, the, the, the enemy is at work in trying to to defeat the the bride of Christ. Um, you know, that and you know, for for all of us, um, you know, I think that One of the the beautiful things in the ways that that Christ has designed his church um, is that, you know, for those of us who are in a situation where we're not being persecuted, we are comfortable. You know, Paul says in Corinthians that, you know, the God of all comfort has extended us comfort, um, but it's not just for the sake of our own comfort is not just for the sake that we can be comfortable, but it's so that we can, in turn, be a comfort to others. And so, you know, again, by by the way that, that Christ has designed his church, as is, is, as we come and, and those who have been been and given comfort, you know, come to the table and and, and come and, and, you know, meet with our brothers and sisters who are suffering persecution, I think we all have something to offer each other. And uh, again, that, that's to, to God's glory and to, to you know, the, the glory of the way that he's designed his bride that, you know, um, I think few of us would argue that, you know, even as we we sit in our comfort that, you know, we are increasingly living in a post-Christian culture and, you know, our brothers and sisters um, around the globe, have have so much to offer us in those contexts. You know, um, they, they understand what it means when Jesus says that you know the kingdom is a pearl of great price because they have paid a cost to be members of that kingdom, to to be uh, followers of that kingdom, and um, you know they 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 provide us example, they provide us testimony of those that you know have used their faith to determine how they will engage their culture. Rather than use their culture to determine how they're going to engage their faith, and 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 we need that, you know, we we need that from our brothers and sisters, uh, and yet we we also have something to offer our brothers and sisters as we come to the table with with the freedoms and and um, you know the resources that that Christ has provided us with, and so again, it's to, to God's glory, it's to God's testament the way that He's designed His church that it's it's not not a one way street. It's um, you know He has equipped us all. Uh, with something to offer as as he draws us collectively to the table.
0: In terms of the World Watch list, those 50 countries which uh, are listed here, 2024, that most persecute, uh, most discriminate against Christians. And again, the country which sits atop that list and has for, I don't know how many years, is North Korea.
1: Yeah, it has been the better part for the last 20 years. I think there was one year in there that Afghanistan, Took that that number one spot, but uh, North Korea has been been top of that list for a long time, and even that one year it was number two. So it, it's been been right there all along. And and for those not familiar with the realities, there in North Korea, you know this is a place where um, you know even being in possession of a Bible, um, you know it is certainly a. a, a life imprisonment, and, and honestly, the, the equivalent of a death sentence in and of itself, um, you know, with uh, being sent to, to labor camps and, and those types of things. And that's not just for the individual in possession, that can be for the entire family, uh, prison term, or, or you know that, that punishment can be enacted. So a uh, very, very difficult situation there in North Korea. Um, uh, but again, a situation where um, one of the things that, that open doors helps do to, to minister to um you know North Koreans, because obviously there are, you know, tremendous sanctions and, and difficulty um within the country, but we have a provide a radio ministry that is able to send, you know, messages of encouragement across the border, able to um, you know, uh, scripture and, and and devotionals and and those types of things. And you know, one of the things that we had heard back was um that they wanted to get information about the world watch list because they wanted to be praying for the other countries oh, wow. that were experiencing persecution um and so uh, you know here they are on the top of the list but yet you know, believers in their you know they they've got something to to model for us as far as recognizing that we're part of one body that you know that this isn't the persecuted church and the free church that we're, we're just the 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 Church of Christ, you know, we, we, we are collectively all part of, of that one body. And, you know, again, uh, just so many humbling examples to see that, that faith of our brothers and sisters in very difficult situations, uh, but yet uh, standing true uh, to their calling Christ and standing true to being part of this body and lifting us all up in prayer.
0: You've been listening to His People on Pilgrim Radio. Many thanks to our guest, Ryan Brown, CEO of Open Doors U.S., discussing their 2024 World Watch List. To view the list, go to opendoorsus.org. Coming up on tomorrow's program, it's Adam Ramsey helping us embrace the time we're in and live faithfully present with God and others. When we feel like we need to be some other time than when we're not, or some other season than when we're not, or some other place than where we are, that our discontentment, our our grumbling grows, our, our sense of frustration with life. That's tomorrow at this same time, right here on His People. Thanks for listening.